I was fired from the first full-time ministry job I ever had. It's true. I didn't do anything illegal or immoral, okay? But one day my supervisor called me into his office and he said, hey, Dan, it's not working out, man. Uh, we're going to give you small severance, but it's time for you to go. I was devastated. I had taken that job just nine months before. I had freshly graduated from college, and this felt like the perfect situation to walk into. I thought I was going to be in this particular position forever. And yet, in the space of one day, I went from feeling blessed and highly favored to feeling cursed and completely hated. I was wounded, and by the time I got home that day and I had to tell my wife that I had lost my job, I was carrying the weight of questions like, how am I going to provide for my family? And who's going to hire me now? Who hires a pastor that just got fired? Basically, nobody who's smart, right? And because I can tell you honestly, I didn't do anything to deserve to be let go. I was really wrestling with where was God in the middle of this situation? Why would he allow this to happen to me? I became really depressed. I told my wife, maybe I shouldn't be in ministry. Perhaps I should go find a simpler job, you know, like I could be a zookeeper or a neurosurgeon or something like that. Now, I wasn't totally serious about going to look for a new occupation, but you know what? It was, it was frustrating because I had no idea what to do, how to move forward in that situation. I woke up every day experiencing the burden of my circumstances. And I wonder if that's where you find yourself this morning. Now, maybe you haven't been let go from your job like I was, but you feel overwhelmed by the COVID-19 outbreak. Perhaps you are really stressed and burdened by the thought of being a husband or a mom or a single person in the middle of a pandemic. You may be fearful or frustrated about your situation. And I can tell you, I can relate to that. And one day I came across a verse in the Bible and it made me feel so much worse. It didn't help at all. It was one of the most frustrating things I could have possibly read in the moment. And this morning I want to share that same verse with you. And the reason I'm going to read it for you is because although it was something I hated in the beginning, the more I sat with it, the more I prayed through it, the more the Holy Spirit spoke to me through it, it came to transform my perspective on my situation. And I believe this short verse is powerful enough to do the same for you. Let me welcome you to the final week of our series, What to Do When You Don't Know What to Do. If you've been with us since the beginning, you remember in week number one, I told you that when you don't know what to do, you should feed your faith and not your fears. Then last week, I told you that when you don't know what to do, you should put your faith in the Father and not in the future. Today, I want to read you this one simple verse and give you my final thought on what to do when you don't know what to do. It's 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5 and verse 18. The scripture says this, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for those of you who belong to Christ Jesus. My bottom line for this week, the thing that I think you should do when you don't know what to do is to count your blessings and not your burdens. Now, I don't remember if I stumbled across this verse or if some well-meaning Christian sent it to me after they heard that I got fired. But when I first read 1 Thessalonians 5.18, I wanted to punch something. I was that frustrated by those words. I mean, how can God, in the middle of desperate circumstances, tell us to be grateful? How is it that he can tell me to be grateful when life isn't really that great? 
I had to wrestle through that, and I believe that all of us are going to, who call ourselves Jesus followers anyway, we're all going to have to wrestle through the command in Scripture that in all circumstances, we learn to be grateful. So this morning, I want to share with you a few things that the Holy Spirit taught me that might be helpful in your situation as well. The first thing I want you to know is this, and the reason that God can tell you to count your blessings instead of your burdens, number one, your blessings are bigger than your burdens. There are a lot of scary and negative things that are happening in the world right now, and it can be super easy to focus on that list of things. Do you know they just discovered that cats can catch the coronavirus? I know some of you don't like cats, and so you're like, good, let them have it. But for those of us that love animals, it's like, oh, what another kick in the pants. How many more things can go wrong? It can be easy to focus on all the negative things that are happening in our world. But can I encourage you to remember that you have more blessings than burdens in your life? I know that your job is threatened right now, but you still have your job. See, your blessing is greater than your burden. And some of you may have lost your job. You don't have employment anymore. But can I remind you that you live in a country in which you can draw EI and, and stimulus payments and things? You're not going to starve despite the fact that you've lost your job. Your blessing is bigger than your burden. And yeah, you've got to homeschool your kids. But come on, you've been telling God for years you needed more time with the family. So he gave you what you asked for. Your blessing is bigger than your burden. And I know it is tough to be locked up in the house for weeks on end. But let's be real, it's a 2100 square foot house with Wi-Fi and AC and heat and a refrigerator stocked full of food. Do you know there are people all around the world that wished they could be blessed by your burden? We have it so good. Despite the negativity, despite the difficulty in our world, we have been blessed and we are highly favored by God. If you continue to focus only on what's wrong, then you can become blind to what's going right. So this week, when your mind starts wandering and spinning out of control, when your thoughts go dark and negative and your mind wants to start counting your burdens, can I challenge you to answer that by instead counting your blessings? Because you have far more blessings than you do burdens. Now, the second reason that God can tell us to be thankful and grateful in all of our circumstances is because your burdens may turn out to be blessings in disguise. I told you earlier about how I lost my first full-time ministry position and how devastated it left me. But you know, that circumstance led me to hear about a church in Florida that was hiring a youth pastor. And I applied and they hired me. And the 10 years that I spent with that congregation were some of the very happiest I've ever had in my entire life. You see, my biggest burden became one of my life's biggest blessings. There is a consistent promise that we have from God in nearly every page of the Bible, and that is that the things that seem to be working against you are very often the things that God is using on your behalf. I think of Joseph, the young man from the story in the book of Genesis. We read about how he was the 11th of 12 brothers, and his brothers hated him because he was the father's favorite. His dad liked him more than all of his other siblings. And his brothers got so jealous that they decided to sell Joseph into slavery in a foreign nation. And then they told their dad that Joseph had been killed by wild animals. Joseph lived almost all of his young life as a slave in a foreign nation. 
but through a series of very fortunate events that God was behind the scenes orchestrating, Joseph rose up to become one of the most powerful officials in the Egyptian nation. And there came a time, many decades in the future, after he had been sold into slavery by his brothers, that God used Joseph to save not only his own life, but his brother's life and his nation's life as well. God took his greatest burden and he turned it into one of his greatest blessings. Can you imagine living your whole life as a slave in a foreign culture because your brothers hated you and sold you into slavery? And yet God took that tragic situation, that burden that Joseph carried around for so very long, and he turned it into a blessing, a story that we're still telling thousands of years in the future. I wonder how many of your burdens will look like blessings in hindsight. I wonder how many of the things that you are fighting God over today are going to be the very things that you thank Him for tomorrow. If there's even the possibility that that might happen someday in the future, can I challenge you to look at your situation differently in the here and now and consider that even your biggest burdens might one day become your biggest blessings. Now, let me give you one final thought here based on 1 Thessalonians 5.18, which again says, be thankful in all of your circumstances. We should remember that God often answers earthly burdens with spiritual blessings. Oh, this is so important because when you and I go through earthly problems, we expect that God, of course, is going to come through with earthly solutions. So maybe you are stressed out after being locked in the house with your husband for so long and you're like, God, I need you to do something about this man. But you know, God is going to answer that earthly problem with a spiritual blessing. You see, God is going to use this situation to teach you patience, to teach him gentleness, to teach you guys to forgive and to be long suffering with one another. Maybe you are stressed out about your job and you're thinking, oh, that is my problem that I'm facing today, my financial situation. God, if you would just provide for me in this way, then everything would be okay. But instead, God is going to use your earthly burden to spiritually bless you. He's going to use this financial time of, of stress and strain, and he's going to teach you to be content and to trust him that he's going to meet every single one of your needs. Perhaps you desperately want answers about the future right now, about when life is going to get back to normal. And yet God is not going to answer that earthly problem or earthly burden necessarily with an earthly solution. Instead, he's going to use this time to instill in you faith that things are going to be okay because you have a father in heaven who is working out his great plan. God often answers our earthly burdens with spiritual blessings. And so if you're only thinking earthly, if you're only thinking in the here and now, you can miss out on the incredible things that God is doing spiritually in your soul and in your heart and in your marriage, in your bank account, wherever it might be. God often answers earthly burdens with spiritual blessings. Now, I want you to notice how this verse ends. It says, give thanks in all your circumstances, for this is God's will for those of you who belong to Christ Jesus. 
Why does the verse end this way? Why does it say, for those of you who belong to Christ Jesus? Well, listen, if you belong to Jesus, you have a capacity to give thanks in all of your circumstances that the rest of the world simply doesn't. You see, there was a day in which you wondered whether there was a God and if he loved you. You wandered around, lost, hoping to find your purpose and meaning in life. There was a day in which the burdens of everything that you had done wrong and all the things that had been done wrong to you, that rested squarely on your shoulders. But there came a time in which you realized just what Jesus did for you on the cross, that his death and resurrection has freed us from all of our sin. So we don't have to carry around that weight anymore. We have been redeemed. We have been set free. We have been forgiven given and made into new creations in Christ. Our feet have been taken from the miry clay and they've been placed on the solid rock. We've been given a new mind. We've been given a new hope. We've been given a new family. I mean, come on. When you are in Christ Jesus, there is nothing that you will encounter on this earth that compares to the goodness and the mercy that God has shown you through his son. And so this means that whatever it is that you're facing, no matter how fearful you might be about the future, how frustrated you might be about the present, you can trust God and you can give thanks in the middle of your circumstances because he has already taken away the greatest, heaviest burden that you've ever faced. This is our, it's our joy in Jesus and it's why we are able to give thanks in circumstances that maybe the rest of the world could be freaking out in. Let me tell you, if that's where you find yourself today, if you're still carrying around the weight of everything you've done wrong or the worry if you're good enough or if there's a God and he wants a relationship with you, can I tell you, God wants to know you and he wants you to know him as well. All you have to do is put your faith in Jesus to accept him as your Lord. And if you do that, you will find the burden of your sin lifted off of you. You will find the burden of your life lifted and taken away and you will experience all the goodness that God intended for you as one of his beloved sons and daughters. So if you say, hey, Dan, that's me. I want a relationship with God through Jesus. Then I'm going to invite you to say a very simple prayer after me. You can say it on the couch, in your underwear. You can say it out loud. You can say it silently. It doesn't matter. God hears you when you pray it by faith. So I'll invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes, and you might simply say this, Dear Jesus, I need forgiveness and a fresh start. And today I'm asking you for both. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer for the very first time, the scripture tells us that God has removed your sin from you as far as the east is from the west, that you have substituted your burden in life for Jesus' burden in life, which is to love others the way that God has loved you. It doesn't get any better than that. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I'm going to encourage you. Can I challenge you? Please let us know. Text the word faith to the number that you'll see on the screen. This is so we can pray for you. We'd love to get you a Bible. We can mail it to you or drop it off at your house. We would love to get you a copy of the scripture. The Bible tells us here in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 to give thanks in all of our circumstances. This is especially God's will for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. Or if we were to put it a little bit differently and we say, what do I do when I don't know what to do? I think you should count your blessings and not your burdens. Mm -hmm.